Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Patch the ball, goes deep. Whoa, not even close. Darius Williams covering Olave, so it's fourth and five. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. <laughs> See, like, that's like, hang that in the Louvre. Cal Michaels could not even close as you hear like the booze not start to cascade down from the crowd as yeah. the booze start. Uh, just yeah, not not a great scene right now for the uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, we're really just getting started here on a phenomenal football Friday. Um, five phenomenal guests are coming up, and they will start twenty minutes from now when we'll be simulcast by the studs at Stadium. Sam Paniadovich, Colin Wilson, Anthony DeBundo in hour number two. Brad Evans and the Glassman, PJ Glasser in hour number three. The Locomotive leaves the station. Day five of Lockmas, Kenzin entire college football card at 5 o'clock Eastern, and all our bets for tonight in baseball, bets of steel in the NHL, and thoughts on side and total of every game coming up on Sunday, Week 7 in the National Football League, in the power hour, final hour of the show. But for now, we'll continue doing P-squared, B-squared for the uh, the Saints and Jags games in Week 8. Jake, bring the music back up here, and Ken, when we went to break, we were saying, you know, the this is going to be like a, a disc jockey game, a turntable game. It's with ones and twos either way. Saints are probably going to be a small favorite in the game, depending on what happens on Sunday, obviously, with the uh, the Colts-Browns game. So let's say we get there to next week, and I'm going to make this up. Saints minus two. Saints minus one and a half. Something like that is the point spread for next week. Is there is there something you'd, you'd want to do, assuming like... You know, the Colts, like, lose a game in the manner they're expected to lose. Like, like the market's right about their game on Sunday. Is there a bet you'd be interested in making? And if so, why is it just to tease the Colts up? Right. I mean, that's that's the easiest one. This is uh, this is one of the great teaser teams, you know, really, like, uh, going this year. Honestly, there are a few of them. And it's not like they have to cover every single leg. Like, the you know, the Patriots game, the Saints won that game by margin. But the idea that this team, especially, <clears throat> excuse me, on the road, is uh is going to win a game by margin is uh is a tough ask and yeah was happy to get all those teaser legs through lost the under but was happy to get the teaser legs through on on jacksonville last night and it was literally for zero percent of the game was that bet in doubt it was one of the comfiest bets you could have because even if the game gets tight late goes to overtime like you're you're within the number obviously and uh and i think it's the same dynamic here also it's not like third you know last night's game doug peterson trevor lawrence a little more of a proven quantity in terms of a, a quarterback coach combination than Gardner Minshew, Shane Steichen, right? Like that's a little trickier to try to be like, well, I can put a lot of confidence in this duo to, to, to perform really well in a game like this. But like, let's, let's be really honest. Like they still have the edge over the other guys because everyone has the edge over the other guys. So like, if we're going to, it's so funny, right? Because I should have said this in the last segment too, with the Saints stuff, 
one of the reasons why the Saints win total was really high, and one of the things that makes betting different than projecting is that like, oh, well, like the Saints have a really high win total because the schedule is easy. And so they'll play a lot of like small point spread games. They'll be a small favorite in a lot of games. So you add up all those like 60% wins and 65% wins and you get a really, really high number, except the implication is they're going to find themselves in a lot of close games. And if you're in a close game with this quarterback and this coach, you're going to lose all the time. So it's just one of those really funny things about like you get why the win total is what it is and also bombs away on the under because in every close game, you'd want the other guys and like Gardner Minshew is undoubtedly way worse than Trevor Lawrence. Shane Steichen probably is going to be a pretty good coach. He's just not as accomplished as Doug Peterson. And you would still take them over the other guys. And they're at home. So just like, yeah, if push came to shove and I had to bet the game, just like you asked me last night. Yeah, I'd bet the Colts before I'd bet that. I'm going to bet the Saints laying points on the road with what we've seen from this team so far. I We've gotten some things wrong this year and I've gotten some teams wrong this year because that's going to happen every year. But like, if we're making a list of the things that I have been right about, or we have been right about, this is like one with a giant star next to it, is that like, we nailed that this team is very average and very dumb. And that could definitely come into play again next week. Yeah, or or it will. <laughs> or it's, it's like a guarantee it could. that will come into play next yeah, week. Yeah, but the, the teaser leg's way good, just to answer your question. Like, of course, of, of course it is. Of course it's way good. All right, let's move on now from the uh, the Colts and the Saints. That game will be next week, and so too will the Jaguars and the Steelers uh, from Pittsburgh. Now, the Steelers are on the road this week, obviously, at the L.A. Rams. Currently, like, three-point road dogs in that game. We await, like, official injury status on T.J. Watt as we do this right now, obviously, on Friday afternoon for more injury reports to come out. But, um, you know, assuming that things remain static, uh, like a lot of the principals are going to play in the game, uh, and assuming Trevor Lawrence is going to play, which, like, and I, there are no look-aheads up right now for this. I am guessing, Ken, and we talked about this hashtag off-air, just because of maybe, you know, let's make sure that Lawrence is definitely going to be good to go to play next week. He did finish the game last night, obviously. What's your early thought or an early projected number or anything you have for us here on the Jaguars and the Steelers coming up next week in Pittsburgh, which could be, like, pretty high-leverage game as far as, like, the yeah. AFC playoff picture is concerned. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're totally right about that. It's funny because there is there is a market on the screen right now, which I'm assuming comes from MGM, our show sponsor. And I haven't really seen one in a bunch of places. I did see a look ahead <laughs> like before, uh, like, you know, before the games took place this week or whatever, so like a long time ago. And it's 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 a, a range that's, again, just like think intuitively about like you have Cleveland on the road in Indianapolis. This it looks like it's going to go to three and a half with Watson playing. OK, the Saints are definitely a downgrade from that opponent. It's probably going to be less than three. We don't know how much, but that's the range that you're talking about. Almost certainly the market's going to live in that range the entire week with the Saints and the Colts. This one, I think you, you don't have like the obvious one-to-one -one comparison like you do in the last game, but I still think this is like a really easy point spread to kind of figure out. It's going to be really, really small. And if everybody plays for both sides, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be really small favorites in the game. Like that's, I think, almost certainly. Um, maybe the Steelers could get like a great injury report and the Jags could have a bad one or something like that. Flip favorites in the game to Steelers small favorites but you're going to be honestly kind of trying to make the same decision in this game, which is you're going to have the Jags, the, the market on the screen right now from MDM is Jags one and a half. My number is Jags by one. And you're going to have like another teaser decision to make with like a home team up to seven and a half. That seems like they can keep the game really close in a really low total game. And there are a lot of really low total games the next couple weeks. So I think it's, it's kind of the same analysis in that the, everyone's first thought should be, okay, like the six-point teaser leg at whatever the cheapest price I can get might be might be good here, and what do I want to put it with? And then the second thought's just going to be like, all right, like Lawrence update throughout the week, TJ Watt update throughout the week, like the two players that can have dramatic impacts on the point spread. I, you know, short of that stuff, like I, I don't think, again, I don't think there's anything that crazy going on here. 
you better you bet with Nick and Ken. Phenomenal football Friday talking the Jaguar Steelers game week eight in the NFL following Jacksonville's win on Thursday night on the road in New Orleans. Let's say that the Rams throttle the Steelers on Sunday in a Super Bowl 14 rematch, by the way, that the world's been waiting for. Let's say that that happens. So the Rams win the game by 10, and the Rams are impressive, and like Kenny Pickett is a dud game. The Steelers' offense looks bad coming out of the bye. Hashtag blame Canada. Hashtag fire Canada. Whatever. Do you think that there is a... But like Pickett's healthy, Watt's healthy, etc. Would we ever see Jacksonville 3? Jacksonville minus 3. And get the opportunity so. to bet... St- yeah. that's, when I saw this game, I was like... Will I ever get the chance to bet three with the Steelers? Like, to take three with the Steelers? Which you'd love, obviously. Like, who wouldn't love that against this Jacksonville team? Right, of course you'd love plus three with a team like the Steelers at home. And these kind of, like, I'd be, and and everybody would be on them and everybody would be right, by the way. It's kind of like the Ravens game that way. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I think you'd need injury. Like, you could, okay, so let's play it out, uh, you know, Rams 30 to 10, whatever, something like that. Okay. Uh, if you got that result, how would this market open? It's still definitely opening less than three. Maybe it opens two and a half or something like that. Two and a half, which is just like, again, kind of a cosmetic difference between the number we have right now. I think it would take some kind of injury thing to get that to three. You know, Watt plays, aggravates the injury. Now we don't know if he's going to play the next week, something like that. Uh, you know, plays against the Rams and aggravates the injuries is what I was saying. So I think we're having the same kind of Saints-Colts type discussion, which is... Okay, like you can have a teaser conversation. That's pretty simple. I think a lot of people understand that at this point. You can have a pick the winner conversation. And in the other game, you're always going to kind of want to be against Carr and Allen, I think. In this game, it's a little murkier who you would want to be on or against. It kind of just seems like correct. Like a high leverage game with and the, you know, the Jags are probably better team wise from a rating standpoint. And so this is fine. And then, you know, I guess we could talk about the total after that. But yeah, I, I like pick the winner of the game. God, I mean, like, pick the winner of the game. I, I, I don't even know who I'd pick right now, honestly. I agree. Like, I just, yeah, I, I like, yeah, I really. How about this? Like, maybe. Well, I, I kind of want to know what happens on pencil. Sunday with Pittsburgh, but yeah, right. Well, right now, uh, pick, pick the winner in, in, in pencil. pencil. You can change your mind on Monday. Like, you you reserve the right to change your mind whenever you want. Just early. I think pick thought. the winner. Pick the winner in pencil. Uh, I'd probably take Pittsburgh, but I, but like, in the in the faintest pencil imaginable and not knowing what happens on Sunday against the Rams. Uh, I would, I would also like, like Pittsburgh, I think. I think I also like like Pittsburgh. Would I ever like put a dollar on that though right now? Like, no, like just no. I mean, no, I don't know. And then the total is going to be really low too, because this is going to be, I know that the, the score of last night's game went, flew over the total as it turned out. And there was more scoring than the market expected. But, uh, you know, like Jags defense for most of the game actually kind of gave an awesome accounting of itself, to be honest. Their secondary without one of their, their top corners, like kind of made a bunch of big plays against Olave and Michael Thomas and, and you know, obviously had the pick six in the game they too. Had a so of the like Jags, Deion Sanders out there, right? The corners were yeah. all over the Saints receivers. Like, like, like tur- I mean, that is turned a and faced the ball, batting it away. Like, you ne- like, even in the NFL, you don't see plays like that very often. They had like six of them in the game last night. And maybe some of that's the throws that Carr was making, but some of it's the coverage on the play. Like, he, he sees one-on-one. He throws it to the guy like that's kind of what you're supposed to do and uh you know and i know on the telecast herb street's like well he's got to throw that ball higher and stuff and i'm sure there's lots of technical things that car could be doing better but man like a lot of those plays by the secondary i'm just like well that was awesome like that was a really good play and so I, my point of just saying that is you know i think the jags defensive rating is going to be still really good coming out of that game and into this one so yeah i mean you're talking about yet another game and this is going to be a continuing trend i think in a bunch of games this year 
40, 39. These guys, these are becoming very popular numbers in betting a lot of these NFL games. As long as like the Dolphins aren't involved or like the Chiefs or the Bills or the Chiefs and the Chiefs, you can see those totals start dropping now. Like this week, there's a, a, a handful of offenses, um, games in which the Cardinals are involved tend to be really have really high totals because they have a pretty good offense and a brutal defense. But like short of some of that stuff, the Rams, then like you can see a lot of like 38s and 39s in a bunch of games. I think the average score in a game now something like 42 and a half or 43 and uh, and dropping. So I think we're going to see a lot more of these kind of totals. I, my initial thought would be just with the two quarterbacks, and I know that Pickett like statistically doesn't really get there um, usually. I, I think I'd like an over in that game. Not not like by a lot. I don't think it'd be like 31-28, but I feel like my initial thought, pencil, not pen, would be the over. Yeah, I mean, it's... You know, like let's early downs for Pittsburgh are going to be rough, though. Like it's going to be like Jags. Jags did a really, really good job stopping the run last night against Kamara and the Saints. And, you know, the Saints offensive line is really bad. But you know, I don't know if the Steelers are going to be able to run. Now you're talking about like Pickett and third down. Like I just it kind of feels like how I thought last night's game was going to go. And uh, and I'll give Jacksonville credit like their defense each week. I've like upgraded my opinion of it and I think it's right. Like it's probably a top half of the league defense, which is like never something that I would have seen myself saying at the start of the year. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side on this phenomenal football Friday. Three great guests will join us in hour number two. Anthony DeBundo talking soccer. Colin Wilson giving us bets in college football and Sam Paniatovich up next. NFL college football and the hashtag chuckle game. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.